Protect your online privacy today at expressvpn.com slash inside. Hey everybody and welcome back to Inside Gaming Daily for Wednesday where today's story is technically from yesterday. But we're diving into the juicy details today. Woo! We need a hump. Uh, uh, uh. I loved that. I loved very good. That was great. Yes. That's how uh, everyone does it, right? Very nice. So yeah, they broke the news from yesterday at like midday, which is two hours after we record the show. Can you believe how rude that is? Don't you know we have a show to make, Microsoft? Do you know who my dad is? Does he work at Nintendo? Seriously? Microsoft announced at 12 p.m. Pacific time that Halo Infinite, which was probably the only big launch title for the Xbox Series X, is being delayed to some unknown date in 2021. Ooh. Do you have any guesses when you think it's gonna happen? Uh, April. March. I was yeah. gonna say March, so, you know, I guess go f yourself, Connor. <laughs> well, until I'm right. <laughs> It'll be uh, done when it's done. That's what they say, <laughs> right? In case you missed the news entirely, let's dive into the specifics there before we get into some more interesting details about what this means for both the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 when they come out later this year. Mm, so, the Halo Twitter account tweeted saying, Halo Infinite development update with a big old image attached that includes a whole bunch of text, which is very annoying for the people writing the show because it means that they can't copy paste to quote what the image says and they have to write it word for word. Thank <laughs> you, 343. Yes, and of course the blurb was written by Chris Lee, the studio head at 343, who said, today I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. And just for record, that's usually not good when they, they phrase it like that. Coming out <laughs> early and it's free. Yeah. What? <laughs> We've made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. He went on to cite COVID as a source of development struggle, saying, the decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I'm very curious about what this actually means. Like when COVID started, I very much expected there to be game delays further down the line, especially where cinematics are concerned because so many of those are done in China. There are a lot of like big first party studios that even right. have massive teams in China, Naughty Dog. But it seems like maybe the effects of that are going to start happening now rather than earlier in the year. Like it's gonna catch up later at this point is what it well, seems like. Well, the, the early news we heard too was that a lot of factories were being impacted overseas, right? So my instinct was like, oh yeah, new new, new consoles are getting delayed for sure. And I've just been honestly really surprised that they, they haven't been. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the manufacturing bounced back a lot quicker than software side. We'll here. see. I'm still... I'm still a little hesitant. And we still ain't know. got release dates, so... They, they would have <laughs> yeah. delayed it by now, probably, but... Yeah. I will also say, uh, Xbox called me before this news went out at about 11 yesterday to tell me this. And they mentioned that they are expecting to sell out of Xbox Series X. Oh, yeah. I, I imagine that out. launch pickings will be slim, mm. for sure. So even if they do launch... like My first expectation was that the next-gen consoles get pushed till next year. But if not, then the launch is gonna be particularly rough. I mean, like Wii era rough, where you just can't find a box probably, just because supply will be limited. So obviously this statement means there have been some kind of development challenges. And Lee also specifically noted, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. Basically this letter is like vague enough that it raises more questions that they almost definitely won't answer, like how specifically did COVID impact your team? Is this going to happen to more games? Game scheduled for early 2021? 
I don't know. Or did the public reaction to Halo Infinite, a lot of which was negative regarding its graphics, specifically impact the decision at all? Hmm. Interesting that they didn't that even would, reference that. I would hmm. hope not, because the graphics weren't... Well, that's another discussion, but it didn't look bad. <laughs> Plus, does the note about the well-being of the team mean that 343 is a studio that actually takes Crunch seriously? Mm, let's hope so, I guess. That'd be good. Yeah, I'm into it. That would be a good thing. Yeah. Regardless, this is a huge deal for Xbox and for the launch of the Xbox Series X, and it's a bummer that we won't have Halo around at the same time, which, for your information, 34 Industries also recently confirmed will have free-to-play multiplayer and support 120 frames per second on Xbox Series X. In any case, the Microsoft marketing team's response to this was to remind you that there are thousands of games available on the Series X at launch, spanning four generations, which is both an insane number, but also sort of feels like cheating uh, because it's largely thanks to backwards compatibility, which, you know, we don't want to take for granted. There have been generations in the past where you don't get that much of it, but even still. Uh... I'm certainly appreciative of it and recognize the value, but same token, I wanted to kind of cut through the marketing response here. So basically, right. to tell you everything that they said, there was an Xbox Wire update from Will Tuttle yesterday, who is the Xbox Wire editor-in-chief, which is a job I didn't know existed. Seems very interesting to be the editor-in-chief of that, but he said... We have plenty to keep you guys busy until Chief arrives. There will be thousands of games to play spanning four generations when Xbox Series X launches globally this November and over 100 optimized for Xbox Series X titles built to take full advantage of our most powerful console are planned for this year. He also gave a shout out to DirectX Ray Tracing. Frame rates up to 120 frames per second, faster loading times, and quick resume for multiple games. Okay, this is all basically marketing stuff, but it feels necessary to report on Microsoft's response to their big flagship title being delayed. So they continue by mentioning that more than 50 new games planned for this year across generations and optimized for Xbox Series X, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dirt 5, Gears Tactics, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Watch Dogs Legion, would all be on Xbox Series X. Because of smart delivery, you only have to buy those games once and you'll get to play them across multiple platforms, which is actually pretty sweet. Tuttle also mentioned there will be new games developed for the Xbox Series X and launching with Xbox Game Pass, including exclusives like The Medium, Scorn, Tetris Effect Connected, and more. And more. More but we'll get to that too. Uh, <laughs> they also mentioned that there are 40 popular games newly optimized to take full advantage of Xbox Series X, such as Destiny 2, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Madden, NFL 21, and more. But by the sounds of things, you'll actually likely still just be playing the Xbox One versions of those games for a while, uh, because the Xbox Series X updates don't even have release dates. So, really? Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Neither, until I was writing this, that you aren't even necessarily going to be playing the Series X versions immediately on launch. They will just oh. be Xbox One ports, which I didn't that's, know. <laughs> that's kind of funny because I'm a person that would be like, this looks amazing. I'm so glad I have the Xbox <laughs> Yeah, you X wouldn't even know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Forza Horizon 4, and then meanwhile, it's like, no. I mean, Big that same. game already looks amazing. These games look amazing, so... It's not like you're getting a That bad is true. Version, I'm very but... happy with these particular video games anyway. So what games are actually going to be on the Xbox Series X on launch that have been developed for the Series X? Hmm. Kotaku pointed out that the list is pretty short. It's The Medium, Scorn, and Tetris Connected. And that's it. That's really? all. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's literally it. it. What about... Yep. No, that's... That seems so short. No, that's it. That seems like just such a bleak list without Halo. But at least they are all available on Game Pass meaning anyone subscribed to Game Pass gets those games automatically, which is great. 
you don't have to pay $60 for any of them. If you aren't familiar with these games, The Medium is a dark mystery only a medium can solve. It's from Bloober Team, who made Layers of Fear and the recent Blair Witch game, both of which are also spooky as hell. The Medium's theme page says, travel to an abandoned communist resort and use your unique psychic abilities to uncover its deeply disturbing secrets. Solve dual reality puzzles, survive encounters with sinister spirits, and explore two realities at the same time. Ah! What is particularly cool about this and Ratchet and Clank is doing a similar thing. Um, you know, we saw it in that one Titanfall 2 level, Dishonored 2 Captain kind of does Pies. it, is that we will get two realities that you could swap between in theory and real time, which is something that really only next-gen hardware can handle. So I think this is actually pretty exciting. Like from a tech perspective, I'm interested in the medium, uh, but I also just love Blue Team. Scorn, on the other hand, looks to be a very atmospheric first-person horror adventure game that's heavily inspired by the works of H.R. Geiger. And it's like kind of gross from what we've it's seen. I'm like sort of disgusted of, by it. A lot of it's a weird little crab yeah. thing in a shell, and it like, ugh. yep. Very cool yeah. aesthetic. Again, I love it. Uh, and then Tetris Effect Connected is a totally new concept. I've definitely never what? Tetris. What? They made a game about just shapes. Basically, it's Tetris Effect, but multiplayer. Uh, which is really cool. Maybe taking a bit of a page from Tetris 99. Having a console exclusive multiplayer expansion for what was originally a Sony published game is a confusing mess of exclusive nonsense, but it's a great game. And the multiplayer, which lets you connect three Tetris boards, sounds like a lot of fun. That said, according to The Verge, Tetris Effect Connected will arrive as a free update to the existing PS4, Epic Game Store, and Oculus Quest versions. Ooh, oh. sick <laughs> Yeah, so obviously that's not happening on launch, but at some point. So it's like, you had Tetris Effect come out, published by Sony in part, and then it got on other stuff. And now the multiplayer yeah. version with Tetris Effect is a launch exclusive for the Xbox Series X, which still will, mm -hmm. at a later date, be coming to all of the other things. That's I feel correct. like we're in the weeds. <laughs> we're in the weeds on this. I, like, yeah, this, I'm sick of exclusives. Happening? It's too confusing. Just so, being exclusive. Just stop. So, <laughs> I wish the Lord would take me to hell. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe just to clarify again, these three games are games that are have been uh, specifically catered to the Xbox Series X, but then Tetris Effect will also come out on these other platforms with the same features? Eventually, yes. Okay. Correct. Um, and that really is it. It's those three. Uh, but I guess comparatively, the PlayStation 5 only has Astro's Playroom and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Astro's Playroom is, according to The Verge, a DualSense controller demo. Fun! And that's probably why nobody's really talking about it. They wrote, every PlayStation 5 console will include a pack-in copy of Astro's Playroom, a light-hearted platforming game based on the Astrobot Rescue Mission PSVR game. It's pretty similar to how the Playroom functions for PlayStation 4 and... Friend of the show, Friend Jeff the show. Keighley. Friend of the show! Friend of the show! Jeff Keighley published a gameplay video on July 17th, which makes it clear the real purpose of the game is to introduce new players to a new controller. Miles Morales, on the other hand, is much more of a video game. It's sort of a spin-off of Marvel's Spider-Man for PlayStation 4 made by Insomniac Games, and it'll be roughly half the length, but I don't care, I'm super goddamn excited about it. This is like my favorite of all of these launch titles. I can't wait. Oh yeah, I'm, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I'm buying a PS5. Pretty much, <laughs> I would like to play that day and date, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a blog post on the PlayStation website, the game's creative director, Brian Horton, said the game would be roughly the size of 2017's Uncharted The Lost Legacy, making it more of a standalone DLC than a brand new game on its own. I love the that's, length that's of Lost fine. Legacy, though. Yeah, it like, was great. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. even though it's like, sort of, on paper, a glorified standalone DLC, I love 
Lost Legacy. And I, I'm it's very good. Like very in support of Miles Morales not being, you know, 20 out of this makes the launch lineup for the next generation of consoles across the board seem really slim with Halo Infinite absolutely being the biggest of the bunch. And I, I'm just gonna interject here that I all actually am excited about the backwards compatibility stuff because I can actually put my older generation of console up on the shelf mm -hmm. and just replace it with the new one. Whereas before you kind of have to leave the other one plugged in for a month or two while you know you wait for the for the cross-gen action to happen. Xbox um, are really yeah. good about services in that like, that that's an offering that is really appealing to a lot of people like it doesn't make your old hardware immediately redundant like i'm i am you know not going to discredit them for how awesome that program is uh while also recognizing that when it comes to actual new games for this hardware we ain't got much without halo it's like ooh. ps4 was sparse at the beginning i remember so I, was I, I would one, just yeah. i just had um infamous second son and Resogun. and don't get me wrong Resogun fucking owns but Infamous I, Second I, Son like, is also a good game. No, they're very good. I just wanted to shout out Resident. I feel like it doesn't get the praise it deserves. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but uh, I don't know. that I, When I finished Infamous Second Son, before First Light had come out, and I just had this one indie game, I was like, well, <laughs> guess I'll go back to my 360 uh, for now. <laughs> the launch lineups are always pretty dire. Um, that is true. This isn't an exception. It is always sort of you know, you slim pickings. Um, so I guess it's up to you, dear viewer, if you want to pick one up at launch, or maybe wait a little until some more games are actually out for the new systems. This is definitely a problem with the Switch, too. I felt like there weren't any games for like six months, really. It was like just Breath of the Wild, really. Pretty much. Which is okay, all you need. You know, it's all not you need. a bad, it's, right? Not a bad way to start. <laughs> pretty good. Out pretty good, actually. Pr pretty good, yeah. Underrated, but. <laughs> Nobody talks about that game. Yeah, no. weird. Yeah, just can't believe it only got like a seven out of ten. It's crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's nuts.